For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Welcome back to another episode of the Believe in NFL Draft Prospects podcast. I'm Joe Delio, and here with Ryan Roberts. We've got the last position group week for you here, and then we're going to transition our focus into the college football season, talking more headlines in relation to scouting. We'll have make that pivot when the time comes because college football is really freaking close. It is so goddamn close, and I can, I can almost taste it, Ryan. But we've got safeties, and watching the safety film is is calming myself a little bit it's it's me getting that you know that the, the little kick so i can last one more week till the season starts we are starting things off with a, a very fun pairing of jordan battle from alabama and brandon joseph previously of northwestern now of the university of notre dame we're going to be breaking these guys down ryan you excited to talk about these players i am man i'm excited for safety week in general not only is it the last not only, sorry, there was an ad just popped up on a different screen. Not Love only is that. there, an, not as only is there, this the last week of summer scouting for us positionally. It's also a, a class that I have. I, I think it's a very an enigma. I guess is the word for the safety group because like I, I just don't know what to think about it right now. You know, and and we're starting with a couple of the top names, and I keep like some pretty intriguing players keep popping up on my radar a little bit. So this is one class where I wasn't super excited about it, to be honest, but as I'm kind of digging deeper in, I think the safety group may actually have a little something to it. So I'm, ex- I'm excited to talk about these two though, because they're very different players, but they are two of the bigger names, obviously in the class right now. Yeah. These two guys that we're starting with are the big, the big names, certainly. And I think we'll be able to properly illustrate how they'll fit in the class. I, I don't know how many first round guys there were. I was expecting coming into this show for there to be two surefire first rounders. And after watching both of them, I don't think I agree with that anymore. I think we've got one guy who will be a first rounder and then another guy that's a little bit of a question mark and has some work to be done. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. It's okay. uh I think it's a very we have two two players that are very diverse skill sets today. Very different football players from one another, in my opinion. And then, of course, we're taking a look at some of the bigger safeties, which I think could get you really excited. You know, because you're a big uh, big guy fan, mm, right? So I love I love my big boys. We got we got a couple of six three plus safeties on Ooh. the docket for tomorrow. But for today, these are kind of the more free safety types, I guess. Like yes. these are more like the rangy guys playing on the roof type of thing. So interesting pairing today. What's the biggest safety? That we can watch, like uh, weight wise, not height, not height, weight wise. Because they're like a two hundred forty pounder. J, no, I don't think there's a two hundred forty pounder. JL Skinner that we're watching tomorrow 
with Antonio Johnson from Texas A&M, the Boise State safety, J.L. Skinner, I believe, is 220-something pounds mm-hmm. at six foot four. So love he's a big that. fella. He's a big All right, fella. I, lo- I love that. I'm excited. Let's get to Joseph and uh, in battle. Before we do, uh, I want to tell you folks about Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events. With first-to-market odds and lines, fine reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join and take and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, Ryan, uh, Jordan Battle has a very fitting name because he's a very aggressive hitter. Uh, I'll leave it at yes. that. Um, background on Jordan Battle, someone who was could have been in last year's class and I think was anticipated to be in last year's class, decides to come back, and he still remains as the favorite to be safety one this upcoming year. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely in the conversation, there's for sure. So Jordan Battle, pretty much consensus top 100 recruit coming out of St. Thomas Aquinas in Florida, which is in the Fort Lauderdale area. And if you know anything about high school recruiting or high school football, St. Thomas Aquinas is one of the premier programs across the nation. Joe, I know a lot of people talked about when Patrick Sertan Jr. came out a couple years ago, he was in the same defensive backfield at St. Thomas Aquinas with Tyson Campbell, who mm. went in the very early second rounds. Well, I went back and looked at the St. Thomas Aquinas roster from Jordan Battle's junior year. So he was in a secondary that included Al Blades, who was a starter at, at Miami. You know, on the other side was Asante Samuel Jr., who was Jesus. a starter at Florida State, now Los Angeles Chargers. He also played with Nick Benito, the linebacker out of Oklahoma that was drafted pretty highly as well. So St. Thomas Aquinas puts out some pretty good talent, man. Like that's that's all we kind of need to say about that conversation, right? They they put out a just silly amount of talent, and he was obviously a very highly recruited kid, top hundred kid. Chose Alabama over the likes of Miami was one of the big schools on near the top of his list as well. So he has been a guy that we have. Know now for several years. I think this is going to be his third year as a full-time starter. And he's, I mean, he's played every year. He came in as a true freshman and got some easy playing time for Alabama. So Jordan Battle is a guy that we've been well aware of. Like you said, he could have came out last year, but he came back, I think, because there is a quest potentially to be the first safety off the board. So we'll we'll see how uh how that winds up for him. But he wasn't going to be first safety off the board last year, but it seems like it's a less clouded left less crowded excuse me safety group at the top right now in 2023 yeah there was a lot of competition for that the top safety spot last year and i think this actually benefits him going back and it's also funny too that brandon joseph was also in that maybe not safety one discussion but there were there was speculation i remember you and and alex were high on brandon joseph saying that if, if he hit his potential he could very well be somebody selected in the end of the first round and we're kind of Back to where we started last year. I don't want to get too far ahead on on Joseph, but watching Jordan Battle, uh, you know, very good athlete, easy mover. Uh, that pick that he had against Will Rogers that he returned for a touchdown. Like you saw some of that, some of that I speed, some of that pickup speed. I, I saw I, you. I saw on Twitter that you tweet. love Will Rogers, man. You're a big Will Rogers guy, huh? I I wanted to bring up Will Rogers, not to sidetrack too much. 
I don't get that at all. That that throw, I was watching that game, and I know he was getting killed. Like he was yeah. getting hit so much. But that throw to me epitomizes who he is as a player. That he floated that ball up. And if if you're not, if you have no idea what play I'm talking about, I'm sure it's on Twitter, the Jordan ba- pa- battle pick six that he had. He floats the ball up on a ball that should have had a lot more zip. It took forever to get there. And that ball hung in the air, which allowed Jordan Battle, who's got good instincts, he knows how to play the ball when it's in the air, which flashed 100% on that play. Positives for for Jordan Battle, big negatives for Will Rogers. I don't get the hype. He's probably going to throw for a ton of yards, but I don't think that's a a, a highly draftable NFL, NFL quarterback. I don't think he's a draftable NFL quarterback, if I'm being completely honest, man. He is, I mean... He's a Mike Leach quarterback, right? Yeah. So like he's going to put up a billion yards to your points. He's going to put up some gaudy statistics, but I mean, the kid has a lollipop for an arm. I mean, if yeah. I'm being honest, like every out I saw him throw on film, I'm just like, it took 20 million years to get there. So yeah, I agree with you. It's uh Will Rogers hype, great college quarterback, really good college quarterback. Not much Not of an NFL prospect in my opinion. But uh, so Jordan Battle though, I, uh, to, to wrap my points on him, I, I I mentioned this a second ago that the name is fitting because he's a he's a very aggressive tackler. He is for a free safety. My man comes down hard trying to knock the hell out of people. The one thing I will note though, Ryan, I think he's a big hitter, but he's not a great tackler. And all I mean by that is I don't think his technique is very good. I think he's a, a bit inconsistent and he doesn't really fully wrap up. He's one of those guys that just launches his body at a, a a ball carrier or a, an opposing receiver with the hope that he knocks the ball out or completely puts them in the ground. There's not really a lot of wrapping up, which can lead to, to misses on tape. Yeah, he is a guy for me, Joe, and I would love to see if we saw him somewhat similarly. I did notice there was a couple missed tackles on film to your degree. There were some knockout blows that are tried to, to be taken. I see Jordan Battle, and this is why I'm going to push back on the early favor for safety one a little bit just because I think, I mean, so like he's six, one, 205, 210 pounds, good size safety. He's built really well. I think functionally he's going to be a really, a a good all around athlete, right? Like he changes directions. Well, he's got solid, good range on the back end. He's a pretty good tackler for the most part, despite some misses on film, everything is just kind of good, but I don't see anything near elite. This guy reminds me of like, you remember Justin Reed when he came out of Stanford? Yeah. He was like similar player to me. You know, he had a bigger frame. He was kind of good at everything, but he wasn't great at everything. And I think that's the separation from being a good to very good player and being a star. Like I don't see star with Jordan Battle. I see good football player. Like baseline, he's going to be a good to really good football player on the next level. I just don't see anything from a range perspective or athleticism perspective where I'm like, wow, he is going to force – a ton of turnovers, and he's going to do this, he's going to do that. I think he's a good football player. I don't think he's a great one. The The usage was different, but it kind of feels similar to, to Xavier McKinney when he came out where it was the same deal. Xavier McKinney was not a, a crazy explosive athlete. He wasn't somebody yeah. that was checking all the boxes and the elite measurements for everything that he did, and he wasn't exceptional at everything. But he was really good, which earned him a an early second round selection. Like I would, considering where how this this class shapes out, 
I, I don't know if there's maybe there is like an elite guy that I haven't gotten to yet, but it feels like he's he still might push himself a little bit above because he's well rounded, he's well coached, and could be like end of the first round type of a safety pick, which tends to happen. We always have these guys like a, like one to two guys that sneak into the end of the first round just based on the um, the value of safeties. You know, he also reminds me a little bit of just a little. You know, I was a big fan of Jaquan Brisker last year coming out of Penn State. I feel similarly about about battle that I did about Brisker in the sense that, like, I liked everything about Jaquan Brisker, but, like, there was nothing where I was, like, star, you know? Like, I, I Jaquan had a great start to his to his career in, in the first preseason game against Chicago. I thought he looked fantastic, but I think he's – I mean, I said I would have drafted Jaquan maybe late first round, but he ends up going in the second round because I think it's a similar thing. I don't think that he has a – standout elite trait where people are like, oh yeah, I could I could clamor towards that, right? But I think that like Jaquan Brisker, Jordan Battle is going to be a starter at the next level. He's going to be a good football player at the next level. I guess I am just missing a little bit of dynamic ability. I don't think I see that overall. I'll say this though, Joe, that safety tandem for Alabama yeah. is stupid, man. I mean, they got they have battle. They play a lot of too high, and then they'll play with, with in the nickel. But they throw another safety in the nickel. So Jordan Battle, Demarco Hellums, who I wish we could have gotten to this week, is kind of like that headhunter alley runner. He's a really good football player as well. And they got this kid Brian Branch, who I just watched yesterday for the first time, number fourteen. And man, Branch is good. Man, he plays like in a lot of man coverage, playing safety role in Alabama's defense. So. Man, they got some dudes at Alabama. I think we should be shocked at this at this point, right? Like, wow, Alabama has more talent. Who would have thought? But Jordan Battle is a good football player. I think that's the end-all, be-all for me is that he is going to be drafted. And I know we're not going to get fully into the projection yet, but he's going to get drafted pretty high because I think that he is a very safe football player, and I think he's got plus starter ability at the next level. Yeah, that that well-roundedness, and then coming from uh, it's very hard to find an Alabama safety that doesn't check the boxes of being a consistent, strong football player, and also not step in and have an impact in the NFL. Like you're yeah. talking about, though, I think that maybe that that next step is preventing us from pushing him higher than maybe like uh, the 25th pick in the first round. Like that's probably his absolute ceiling to me is like 25, and then he he pushes himself back towards more early day two. But I, again, I'd be willing to draft him in the end of the first round. I think that he's somebody you bring in, he starts right away and he makes an impact. You you don't have to worry about him having significant issues and having to coach him up. He's going to be ready to go immediately. Yeah, I guess I, I see. I think we see him similarly. Yes. I just slightly value what he is. I think a little, just slightly a little less. less. Like he's, a okay. sec, he's a second round player to me and there's okay. nothing wrong with that. I mean, again, Jaquan Brisker was a guy I loved last year. He ends up going in the second round. I think he's going to be a really good starting safety for the Bears for the foreseeable future. I see the same with Jordan Battle, and there's nothing wrong with that. I just I think that you have kind of you kind of see what the what the ceiling of Battle is already. Like you you see the ceiling. There's some guys that we're going to talk about even this week that it's like man, like they haven't even scratched their surface, right? Like they haven't even gotten close to the ceiling, and you don't even exactly know where the ceiling is. For battle, I know where the ceiling is, and the ceiling is he's a really good football player. Mm. But I just, again, I just, the separation between really good star is what I'm kind of missing with Jordan Battle. But I think he's going to be a good starter at the next level. Brandon Joseph fits what you're talking about there 
of like what where is the ceiling with this guy and, and can he can he reach it? Uh, very thin, lean safety compared to battle. He's listed at like 190 pounds. Uh, what do we what do we have on him for his his background? So he's out of College Station, Texas. Originally went to Northwestern. Joe, he has now been recruited twice because he came out of, out of College Station originally, College Station High School, goes to Northwestern, transfers from Northwestern this offseason to go to Notre Dame. Now, he's a very academically driven player, so I understand it, but how does Texas A&M let this kid get out of College Station twice? How does this happen, man? It's literally right in what the backyard. What was his star rating? Was he yeah, highly recruited? Uh, so, well, that that's, that's the reason for the first miss, right? The first miss is – he was a three-star recruit. So he was rated as the 127th ranked player, according to 24-7, in the state of Texas in the 2019 Holy class. Crap. So 127 in the entire state, despite having 95 tackles, 10 pass breakups, five interceptions, five tackles for loss, two forced fumbles, all that as a senior. Also scored touchdowns on kick return, punt return, and on the fumble fumble recovery. All state honoree in 2018 as well. So I don't 100% understand why, because I think he played a five. Yeah, he played five A ball in the state of Texas. So it's not huh. like the lowest level in Texas by far. And yet, Joe, very underrated player. Even though he was an all state player, led them to a state championship, I believe, College Station wow. as well. So I don't know why he was under underrated to that degree. To be honest, I think that you saw. I mean, he said red shirts at Northwestern. Has a dominant year, Richard Freshman. Six interceptions in the abbreviated season. Led all of college football in interceptions that year. Or I think tied for the most of college football. Had that one-handed sick interception in the Big Ten title game against Ohio State that year. Was a All-American, preseason All-American this year. Again, an all-conference selection this year. I don't think he played as well in 2021 as he did in 2020, but still, Nine interceptions in two years. He's been a fantastic football player for Northwestern and now for Notre Dame as their starting free safety. So watching him, very good football player too. That the you know you see just overall, but I he's a good athlete. I don't think he's like a crazy twitchy one that's like a four three guy. He's a good athlete. He's an above average athlete. The one thing I, I have to acknowledge first in terms of his negatives, he is a terrible tackler. Like he can't tackle every time he goes to make a tackle, he falls to his knees and he swipes with his hands and like, that's it. Like there's no attempt to actually make a play on the tackler. Like, I don't know what he's doing. Joe, there's some good tackles on film though. I agree. Like there's way too many misses. You're absolutely correct. For the amount My of bad him, tackles compared to the good ones, it's, yeah. it's too significant. No, 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 the, no. I, the low lights on his film are bad. I'm not arguing about that at all. Okay. I think the biggest thing for him is I don't think it's – I think it's a technical issue. I don't think it's a want-to issue because I see him – there's a lot of times where, like, he's just – I think he's just going a little bit out of control. Like, everything's kind of moving a little bit fast at times. I think he's kind of forcing things a little bit too much, and his it kind of sacrifices technique and he misses tackles. Like, I was watching the – what game was it, man? There was one game where, like, the missed tackles were, like – atrocious i can't remember which one it michigan was, was the one that i saw that he was oh yeah yeah Blake left Corum and right in, in, yeah. yeah blake Corum put him in the blender man in, yeah in one one play against michigan but in that same game 
He has a few nice tackles. He has a sack in that game against Michigan. Yeah. Like there are some good spots in the tackling department, but I agree. That's the biggest thing for me is I need him to be a much more consistent tackler. Like he doesn't have to be incredible because my comp for him, honestly, is Jesse Bates. Like he reminds me a lot of Jesse Bates. And Jesse Bates was like same height coming out of Wake Forest. Good athlete, not an exceptional athlete, but like a twitchy kid, right? Like he had really good uh, short area twitch to him. And he just had like that proactiveness working in deep zone and pass coverage. But Jesse Bates was also not a good tackler coming up week four. So like he missed so many tackles and he still misses a lot of tackles for Cincinnati. <laughs> when you make so many plays in the passing game, sometimes people kind of look the other way on the tackling issues. But I agree, Brandon Joseph needs to clean up the tackling because last year in spurts, it was bad. It wasn't like average or below average. Like it was really bad at times. And it's not like he was on a team that is known for producing well-coached, you know, dominant defensive players. Like he was at Northwestern and maybe being a part of Marcus Freeman's staff, being coached and uh, coached up by Al Golden and, and that whole group at Notre Dame, he's going to make improvements. But I, I, the one thing I will say is I don't want this dude playing down in the box as, as, no. as often as he was being used in at, at Northwestern. He, they need to he use him be. as, a, as over the top. And I, you, you know more than I will how he's probably going to be used at Notre Dame. Yeah, but I, I need we need to stop asking him to come down and to be the sole one-on-one tackler against the run. Like that was stupid watching him do that. The amount of runs that he gave up because there was no help behind him, yeah, was was very concerning. But yeah, I, I would like to not see any more of that. He was a weird player on film too because the tackling issues were not nearly there in 2020 compared to 2021. And I also think it was because 2020 there were better players around him. And 2021, he was kind of trying to do a little bit too much at times, you know, trying to make a, maybe a few plays that he probably shouldn't even have, you know, attempted in that regard, right? So I think he just pressed a little bit in 2021. We'll see what version, because if we get 2020 version, I mean, this kid's a potential first-round pick in my opinion. Yeah. If we get 2021 version, then this is a third to fourth-round player. Like, that, I think there's a big separation for me as far as the player we get. But the best parts of Brandon Joseph, Joe, Best parts when he's able to work from the from depth from the roof, like you're saying, he has some great instincts in pass coverage. Man, I mean, he covers a good amount of ground, and he's got proactiveness against the pass, and he makes some rangy plays, which I don't think is actually strictly because of his range. I think his range is good, but I think more than anything, he's just got great eyes, man, and great instincts on the back end, and he covers a lot of ground because he's just there maybe a hair earlier than most players are because he just sees the game so well. And the best part about him, he's got tremendous ball skills. Absolutely, man. Like nine interceptions last two years. He's going to be playing the boundary safety for Notre Dame. So he's going to be playing on the roof a lot as they rotate down. And he also might be their main putt returner as well, which will tell you a little bit about the hands, right? Like they trust him back there with his ball skills. And I, I, I love him as far as being a, a deep safety with with rangy instincts, ability to play the football in the air, and do all those things working from depth. I think that he has a high upside in that role at the next level. That's always added upside when you can return kicks. Um, I think just based on the concerns, though, and w- wanting him to clean them up, I, I kind of see him as a, a mid to late second-round guy currently. Maybe a little bit later than that, but me being yeah. optimistic, I think, is the optimistic 
outlook on him is mid second round until he fixes those those deficiencies that we've we've talked about. We're we're on the same page with this one because I was going to say last year I mocked him before the season in the late first rounds, like in the twenties. And then he has a very up and down 2021 season. I just said that I think he was more like a third to fourth round player on film in 2021. So I'm going to split the difference, Joe. I'm going to say late first to third to fourth round. I'm going to meet in the middle as well. I'm going to say late, late second, somewhere in that ballpark is where I would peg him right now. I do think he has the upside of being a late first round pick, but he also does have the downside that if he's the same player he was last year, he's going to be fighting to get even drafted on day two. So like yeah. that's the separation factor for me. But I do think that what Brandon Joseph does well is very valuable on the next level. But the tackling issues cannot be a debilitating factor where it just takes everything away from those instincts that he which has. Which he's currently doing. Yes, which it does at times. Absolutely. Last year, there were times where like he would even have a great game in pass coverage, but like it was just the woes in the run game at times where you'd just be like, okay, man, but like – you need to be better than that. Like your baseline as a tackle needs to be at least solid. So you're not a debilitating factor. So I think that that's the range that I'm comfortable with as well as I would say mid to late second round pick right now. But I do think he has the upside of a late first if he puts it all together. One of the few instances that we don't have a lot of disagreement. Not not that we didn't have discourse, but not a lot of disagreement on both these guys, which is is interesting. We're going to get to tomorrow... JL Skinner, Antonio Johnson. Uh, be sure you're subscribed so you don't miss out at Joe DeLeon at Rising Draft. We'll be back with more for the rest of your day, folks. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.